Welcome to the Penguin Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Tate. We have an incredible show this week. My guest is the man behind Keller's Magic and Comedy Club, as well as some of the biggest magic shows on Carnival Cruise Lines. Bobby Borgia is my guest. We discuss his comedy and magic club, Harry Keller, and the big shows that he has developed for cruise ships. Nick LaCoppo stops by the show to discuss the feature product of the week from Dan Harlan. Before all of that, we kick things off with one of our quickfire segments where your favorite magicians discuss the magic they never leave the house without. This week, Cameron Young joins me for the Everyday Carry. Cameron Young, thanks so much for joining me here on the Penguin Magic Podcast for the Everyday Carry. All right, you're about to head out. You're going to get groceries. Maybe you're going to go to the pub with one of your friends, or you just headed out. But you're a magician. You're a magic nerd. You don't leave the house without some magic in your pockets. What is your Everyday Carry? So my Everyday Carry is a deck of cards, like we all have. Yep. I always have my Sharpies with me mm-hmm. because I, I go through so many packs of playing cards it's unbelievable yep. and an omni deck now you are from the uk and i know you do yes. wedding at magic and i know that if two magicians are hired to do a wedding uh in the uk that a a knife fight breaks out over who gets to do the omni deck because it's such a popular effect in the uk i mean it's an amazing trick but i totally understand why omni deck is part of your everyday carry like how long have you been doing omni deck for I've been doing it for 10 years, but let me tell you one thing. Yeah. Omnideck, this is not a word of a lie, has made 50% of my entire income. Really? Not kidding, because when I perform at trade shows, fairs, or somebody is wanting to watch me to decide if they want to book me, mm-hmm. I only I have, a, I have an ambitious card routine, which, and being honest, I think is brilliant because I probably performed it 50,000 times now. So I now know every single beat, every single moment, and every single thing I'm going to say at the right time. But that happens with experience. Mm -hmm. But because of that, I could perform this routine, and in my head, I know there's a 90% chance this person's going to book me for an event. Mm -hmm. And I I know that sounds quite confident. I know it's a bit, maybe a bit bit out there, but I feel that way. And the Omni Deck literally has paid for 50% of my income every single year because of one effect. And that's why I will never leave my house without it because if somebody's like, oh, we might need a magician, I show them a trick with that Mm -hmm. and I got a really good chance because as magic is, my full-time job, I have to think about my family, my my daughter, Mm -hmm. and from a business point of view, that's why I have the business of magic and I always carry an Omni deck with me, a deck of cards, a Sharpie, so I can go in and do that routine. For, for any listeners who are unfamiliar with the Omni deck, um, you perform a card routine, and at the end of the card routine, you put the deck in your spectator's hands, and you say, wouldn't it be amazing if I could make the deck of cards vanish? And they say yes, and you say that the, the deck has vanished, and they obviously they feel the deck in their hands, so that they, they, they argue with you a little bit, and you say, no, look, when they open their hands, the deck is not there. It is a block of glass or a clear sort of Lexan. Uh, it's an incredible trick and we do carry them on penguinmagic.com and I and hearing your explanation of that like I know that I've got the same like I have a I have a couple of tricks in, in my back pocket that if I'm if I want to nail getting a gig that is absolutely one of the ones that I do and I totally understand why Omnideck is that for you uh, it's it's such a great everyday carry and such a great trick thanks so much for sharing it with us 
Of course, of course. Thanks to Cameron Young for joining me on the show. If you want to find out more about his business courses on magic, go back and give his interview a listen. It's pretty fascinating stuff. On to the main event. If you are a longtime listener to this podcast, you know that I'm a regular performer at Keller's Magic and Comedy Club in Erie, Pennsylvania. Well, seeing as I'll be performing there this week, I thought it would be a good time to introduce all of you to the owner of this incredible venue. Bobby Borgia has toured with Franz Harari, developed giant stage shows for carnival ships, and now he's the owner of an incredible magic venue. I grabbed a moment of his time via Zoom, and now you get to join our conversation. Bobby Borgia, thanks so much for joining me here on the Penguin Magic Podcast. Very, very excited to talk to you. Can't believe this hasn't happened sooner. Uh, Eric, this is great. You know, timing is everything, I suppose. And it's great to see you, my man. I'm a huge fan and you know that. No, absolutely. Uh, so as this is, as we're recording this, um, I'm yeah. about to come up to Keller's uh, for the weekend. And, yes, you are. <laughs> uh, I, You know, the podcast listeners have heard us talk about Keller's and they've probably right. seen it because we filmed a lot of stuff for $2 Window, Puzzled by Roddy McGee and Red Card by Roberto Giobi in the bar. Nick Lacapo and I. I know, I've and, seen the clips and I'm like, hey, that's the club. There's Eric, there's his beard. But tell my listeners a little bit about where Keller's Magic and Comedy Club comes from. Yeah. So uh, when I was a kid, I was the house magician at this really cool restaurant in Erie. I was literally 16 years old. And I would do, you know, table magic. And this woman, she was 72 years young. And she said, young man, my uncle's a magician. And I said, oh, that's cool. You know? Mm -hmm. And she goes, my uncle was Harry Keller. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wow. Her name was Catherine Keller. And she lived with Harry um, the last 10 years of his life in LA. But when she moved back to Erie, his entire estate moved back here. Harry Keller was born here in Erie, PA. And his house is literally across the street from the club. And um, later in life, I was doing um, a cruise ship and I closed with a video of Harry Keller and the history behind him. And the cruise director is like, hey, there's some people from Erie that want to say hi to you. And I'm like, great. So I'm from Erie, Pennsylvania. And I went out and he goes, I think you met my my grandmother when you were young and I went hi they invited me over i saw the whole estate i already at that point eric bought all the trademarks that i needed Mm -hmm. and i really wanted to come back home from los angeles back to my hometown and build a magic themed um restaurant bar and showroom based around harry keller and i just wanted to do one thing i wanted to honor this guy he was uh in the magic world we all know he's the dean of american magicians but late people don't they know harry Houdini. And it's really, really cool to when people walk in here, they're like, what? He's from Erie? He was the Wizard of Oz and he met entered Houdini. And that's super cool. I mean, the gratitude I have there is amazing, you know. And then when I moved out of LA to Erie, I had withdrawals. I was like, I live two blocks from the castle, Eric. Oh, man. And I was like, yeah. where are all my magic friends? <laughs> you know? And now I get to build this amazing place and have people like you and Garrett Thomas and Bruce Gold and Chipper Law, you name it. Yeah. They get Peter Samuelson will be here next week. You know, I mean, it's it is just awesome, and it's just about us together as one, as the art of magic, and getting my friends to come here and let them shine. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are just blown away because at first, and I think you know this, yeah. I this was a comedy club that I bought, and I was like, this is the way I can do it. And I transformed it, mm-hmm. and um, people were like, magic. And then they came and the magicians that would open for the comedians were getting standing ovations. Yeah. And then the comedian would walk on stage and go, 
we went to see a rope trick, you know, it was great. <laughs> and uh, they caught on. And then, of course, the magic bar is where you shine. And then you and I really became friends. Yeah. And having you here, Nick Lacapo from Penguin Magic, um, is, I mean, it's just a delight to watch people just get their mind blown, not knowing what you and I know and what, what we live every day. You know, it's great. Yeah, it's kind of a wild place. Like when you walk in, um, there's this big, nice, ornate bar. And then sort of at the end of the bar, there's this raised platform with a uh, large close-up mat. And so before the which show... You, which you, which you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, keep going. Oh, yeah. so... Um, what the reason Bobby's laughing is that uh, I came in one weekend to work the close-up bar, and the the felt was in a bit of a state of disrepair. And That's polite. <laughs> <laughs> well, it gets worked on a lot. I mean, like any yeah. any time you're in a venue. I mean, this happened at Magicopolis uh, when I was the sure. bartender there. The the close-up pad would get trashed after a couple yeah. of weeks just because there's lots of wear and tear on it. And so you were about to get it refelted, and I said, "Oh no! What you need to do is get pool table felt." Um, exactly. And, and my cousin happens to own one of the largest. <laughs> he's like ranked fiftieth in this in the in the na- nation for yeah. pool, Eddie Borgia. Yeah. And I called him and I go, "Do you have?" And he goes, "I have the exact stuff you need." And so when you walked in, I go, "Eric, <laughs> look what we got for you! Yeah. <laughs> it's great." That and a bottle of scotch. Yes. Set. Oh, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, but there's this nice area. And then when you go into the theater, it is like an old school comedy club. I mean, yeah. it's, and it has, you know, uplighting and all the, we added like screens mm-hmm. and a lot of screens, three cameras. Um, but the memorabilia tells the story as you walk through the club. So oh, yeah. I ended up getting some of the memorabilia, which was amazing. When you first walk in, there's everything's wrapped with Harry Keller and Houdini's water torture cell and the story of who Keller was. Mm-hmm. Um, where he was born across his house was literally right across the street. Yeah. And he worked at a pharmacy and he blew the basement up when he was working on illusion. And it tells the story as you walk through from the lobby to the ticket booth, to the bar, to the close up theater to behind me, we have the levitation station yeah. where you lay down and you take a selfie um, because he was the first American to levitate a woman. Yeah. And um, it, it, I tried to honor him as best as possible and then throw a lot of the Houdini things. So we have some of the original letters from Keller to Houdini and Eric, what was really cool is during COVID um, the family invited me over and they opened up these three doors to uh, a law firm. Mm-hmm. And there were literally hundreds of letters handwritten by Houdini and Keller. Now Copperfield did fly here and he tried to buy everything and mm-hmm. they didn't sell it to him. Whoa. Um, so I got to read these and I got to learn about Harry Houdini and Keller, their relationship as friends, mm-hmm. not just magicians, which was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And it schooled me uh, how much Houdini idolized Keller and what Keller did. Um, I mean, there was one of the contracts was for Houdini's movie, uh, The Grim Game, which mm-hmm. Paramount Studios did his first film. And I'm holding the contract in my hand that Keller actually funded uh, 50% of the film for Paramount Studios for Houdini. Wow. And then they had the contract for when he sold the show to Thurston for like $5,000. Yeah. Houdini's wedding invitation, him and Bess getting married. Um, There's a business card of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle in a box, and they turn it over and, you know, Houdini's it. But some of the photos mm-hmm. were, I mean, nobody's ever had them in print. They've just been sitting 
here in Erie locked away. It, and, uh, it is truly amazing to walk around your lobby and see. I mean, there. so uh, we should say the, the, in the in the lobby and bar area, yeah. these are mostly replicas of the... Yes, I have two of the originals up. The others are yeah. locked away just in case just, some drunk guy goes... Yeah, yes. we, 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 don't want, we, don't, we don't want this stuff lost. So it's... Uh, but the replicas are up. But they're very nice replicas. Sorry to interrupt, but this week the show is brought to you by Hovercard Plus from Dan Harlan. Nick Lacapo joined me via Zoom to discuss this practically perfect levitation effect. Nick... This week, we're talking about a fantastic levitation of a playing card by Dan Harlan. This is Hover Card Plus. It's a cool one. Very Hover cool. Card Plus is cool. Uh, you have a card selected and signed. It can be any card. Any card in the deck doesn't matter. You lay it on top of the deck, and then you kind of like, uh, let's say you hold the deck... Uh, so that the top of the deck is facing your audience, right? So you're kind of like holding the deck and the card that they chose is face up on top of the deck and you're kind of like showing them like in front of your face, the deck with the card facing them. And then the card starts to hover off the top of the deck, kind of like just very slowly starts to like a like an inch and then like an inch and a half. And then it starts to fade away from the top of the deck and floats like well off the top of the deck into thin air. It's a crazy then, visual. Yeah, no, it doesn't stop there. You you actually pluck the card out of midair with your other hands. You just take it right out of midair and you show it on both sides. No, which you show just, it on the front and the back? Yep, on the back as well. It doesn't make any sense. And then you just place it back into midair and let go. And it floats right back in its place floats back to the top of the deck and you can immediately hand it out for examination. This could be a signed card because the gimmick it, is not built into the card. It's uh it's really No, it's it comes with a spell book and it is real magic. It has nothing <laughs> there's no method to this at all. Uh this is this is fascinating because Hover Card had been around for quite some time, created by Dan Harlan. And then he and Nicholas Lawrence got together and jamming on new technologies. And this was actually Dan's original idea for Hover Card Plus. They're just, yeah, so the technology the, wasn't the, available at the time. So, yeah, so the original, if, you, if you're familiar with the original Hover Card, this is a question that comes all the time is what's the difference between Hover Card and Hover Card Plus? Well, the main difference is Hover Card, the original, was a force card. You had to force the uh, Queen of Hearts, and then it would float off the deck uh, and then back on. You couldn't pluck it out of midair. Now, it's still amazing, but like you couldn't do any of the extra stuff that we're talking about here with any signed card and plucking it out of thin air. So that was the original. But the original original was Hover Card Plus. It's just at the time in the 90s, uh, you know, and it, magnets <laughs> were a lot bigger than they can be now. Uh, there are a couple of magnets in this trick that shouldn't really tell you too much about uh, how it works, but uh, yeah. yeah, you couldn't actually do it you, because the deck wouldn't have been usable. Uh, you would have had to have used a, a deck that would not have been something that you could use. But now, the way things work, you can you can uh, you can get this done with with modern stuff today. Nicholas Lawrence added the idea of uh, having it done with any signed card. Mm -hmm. So uh, while Dan was still using a force card, uh, but then Nicholas Lawrence came around and was a was able to say, hey, well, we can do this with any signed card. So the little device that allows it to be done with any signed card uh, was an addition from Nicholas Lawrence. You know, that's one of the great things about 
you know, hanging around here at Penguin is that we've got so many creative people that sometimes we just get to put them together and things that we thought were already solved just get better. And I know that's happening all the time here. And Hovercard Plus is a really fantastic trick. It's a, it's a great levitation with no threads or wires. You can just sort of go out and do it with confidence. Yeah, I think that's, you know, we're here talking about it. You have to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, there is no threads, uh, no wires. There's a, a different type of thing going on here and it makes it so that you can just keep this one gimmick in your pocket, add it to the top of the deck, you know, just by dipping your hand in your pocket with the deck and throwing it on top. And you can just do this. Um, I've seen people doing it, walk around at restaurants and things. It's just a great levitation. The, the, the angles are pretty good. I go over the um, the angles in depth in the tutorial. Um, there are a couple things there. You don't want to do it like completely surrounded, but like if you're at the head of a table, like which is why I say it's a good table hopping trick. You, mm-hmm. you can you can get away with doing a levitation right right at the top, uh, right 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 in your set with no setup, no work worrying about anything breaking. So it's a pretty rare uh, type of trick. It's a killer one, and you're gonna love it. Hovercard Plus by Dan Harlan. Check it out. That was Hovercard Plus by Dan Harlan, available at penguinmagic.com. As always, the incredible listeners to our show receive 25% off the feature product of the week when they enter a special discount code at checkout. This week, that code is FLOAT. That's FLOAT. F-L-O-A-T for 25% off Hovercard Plus by Dan Harlan. That code is only good for Hovercard Plus and only good until the next episode of this show airs. Now, back to my conversation with Bobby Borgia. It is truly amazing to walk around your lobby and see. I mean, there. So uh, we should say, the, the in the in the lobby and bar area, yeah. these are mostly replicas of the. Yes, I have two of the originals up. The others are yeah. locked away, just in case. Just some drunk guy goes. Yeah, we, we we don't want we don't we don't want this stuff lost. So it's uh, but the replicas are up, but they're very nice replicas. And where's it's, my thumb tip? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't want that. It's it's hard to overstate how popular harry keller was at Mm -hmm. the height of his of his powers like it's i think it's one of those things that you know as magicians today we sort of you know we know like david copperfield is big and david blaine is big and chris angel is big and darren brown is big but their their fame truly pales in comparison to harry keller that's a great statement and i didn't realize that either and i was never like because I was from the area, I wasn't like this color fanatic. Yeah. But when I started discovering how big of a celebrity he was, he was like George Clooney famous. Yeah. That's how big he was. So yeah. when the family invited me in and Mike Caveney ended up calling me mm-hmm. and he goes, no, 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 this guy was like an international celebrity, like yeah. a, like a movie star almost. And so there were pictures, there were like these original black and white photos of like him and Rudolph Valentino mm-hmm. Um, half the people watching are like, who's that? <laughs> um, pictures of him and Harry that never been published. Um, and just how big he really was internationally. There was yeah. no airplanes. Mm-hmm. There was no internet. And this guy hit, you know, almost every continent and had this show and the stuff he went through where he lost everything when the ship went down and 
it's um, it's a crazy story and i think the, it, it is the theater it does is. a really nice job of like paying homage to him and by the way you uh, everyone listening to this or watching the, the youtube video that eventually goes up uh you should get to erie pennsylvania to check out keller's because a you have great magicians in there all the time i mean like i can't yeah. believe i'm working alongside garrett thomas this weekend yeah he's, uh, a, he's a machine but both yeah. of you guys are amazing and you have your own styles and it's going to be it's, I mean, look, I do magic convention. <laughs> I do tricks. Garrett's an actual wizard. Uh, he's he, a wizard. He's a freak. Yeah. You know, he's. You can but see. this past week, when some guests were here, they were talking about you. Oh, thank um, you. And one of the effects you were doing, and uh, and the one guy's like, "How the hell could he do this?" And I go, "He's our third, you know, yeah. world champ, man. This guy is it." And to honor people like you and build a friendship and a working relationship together. I just love lifting people up and watching you guys shine. Oh, it's it's a fun place to play, especially when, when the house is packed. It's a really good time. Yeah. And, well, know, this week, mister, yeah. this week, you you are opening for the one and only T.J. Miller from the movie Deadpool. Yeah. And uh, there was no other people I picked one. Per- I go, there is one guy I know that will just absolutely destroy. Oh, thank you. And he does it with a duck. Yeah. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Oh, is that, that a is that a request? Do I have duck. to do the duck this weekend? <laughs> I'll I'll bring Nick the duck because <laughs> I think T.J. Miller is going to yeah. steal it from you. You better hide it. Okay. He's going to fall in love with your duck. You know. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's some huge names that have come through. I mean, like you had yeah. uh, you had uh, from Saturday Night Live. You had Chris, Chris Kattan. Kattan recently. Uh, and yeah. And there's also some big magic names that are coming through there because like John Armstrong's coming through there. I know I'm coming back to do stuff with. Yes, uh, you are. Blake, Blake Voigt. White will be here. Uh, and then uh, at some point, I'm coming up to open for Bobcat Goldthwait, which is going to be wild. Yeah, you are. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, Everyone listening to this should check it out. But I want to shift the topic a little bit because cool. you do something interesting now. In that, so first of all, I think we should talk a little bit about your history. Is because mm-hmm. as a magician, um, you, you used to work with Franz Ferrari. I toured. All, yeah, I did. I, I Franz and I were still are. I mean, mm-hmm. really good friends. But he he was like, "Listen, come up with fifteen minutes, and you're coming on tour with me." And I mm-hmm. went, "Okay," and. uh I learned so much from that man. He, I've never met anyone with more drive and he'll come up with an idea, find 120 K to have it built and it'll be on stage the next day. It's and I'm like, who does this front? You know, but you, you ended up working on cruise ships for a long time. And I want to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about what you're doing with carnival cruise lines right now, because yeah. uh, my buddy and fellow, uh, FISM team FISM. member, uh, Elliot Hunter is in one of your shows right now. What, it, yeah. What are you doing with Carnival Cruise Line? Because this I, is these are crazy shows that you always tell yeah, me. Yeah, I lucked out. So I had a really cool show that I did on Celebrity and Disney and Carnival. Mm-hmm. And Carnival, people sometimes look at Carnival as a low end, but their shows are better than any. I mean, they just dump millions of dollars into the, the LED screens mm-hmm. and the production of the, you know, really good. So... I built a good reputation with them over the years and they were about to build the largest ship in the world on their end. And they said, look, magic came in number two in our ratings, Bobby. It was like that big. And we want you to design a show. And I said, okay. And I just did a show called flick the power of motion pictures. Mm -hmm. I didn't direct it. I just designed all the magic and it was kind of like bringing movies to life. Mm -hmm. And I would use magic to, uh, replicate maybe a special effect like maybe the Matrix lean or yeah. a levitation from Superman or whatever it was. And I learned so much, learned so much working with an amazing team of people. 
The guy that did all the CGI work alone is Rob Wagner, who did Michael Jackson's last concert. This is it. Um, and the lighting designer was from Blue Man Brew. I mean, I just got, I was like, how did I end up here with these yeah. people? So Flick took off, and I'm still have that on like nine ships and are responsible for that show. Because, and we should say, like, that that show is like you find a magician to step in and do the show, and it's presented Correct. nightly Correct. to so cruise ship M Theory, yeah. M Theory is the show that I just sold them, and it's a magic show based mm -hmm. on the theory of Edward Witten came up with uh, a scientific analogy that the string theory, there's 11 dimensions. And I always found that fascinating. So I named the show M Theory. It uses live cameras, high definition screens. They dumped millions and millions of dollars into the production, mm -hmm. not in my pocket, <laughs> but into the production of the show. Yeah, and I get to hire magicians to be that, and they it went over so well. They're like, "Can you write three more?" Mm -hmm. And I went, eh? wow. "Yeah," and I did. So we have Voodoo Moon, which uses literally uh, sixteen LED screens that are robotic, that are three stories high. But Eric, I learned not to impress you, to impress upon you. I yeah. learned how to really use the technology, the computer animation and the, you know, the time coding of a magician making a, a holographic Rubik's cube yeah. move and, you know, bend and, um, and then the script. And then we did um, a circus show and we did a, uh, a Vegas show and they appear on a hang glider flying out over the audience. And, and it's not just done to be, I mean, the shows are really really well executed as a great storyline mm -hmm. i do a whole thing with nikola tesla yeah in m theory and what's funny is it's really cool that i have some stuff online but after a while carnival is like look our crowd doesn't know who nikola tesla is <laughs> can you change that and i said yeah. we'll change what can you change the script so i had to have the guy go before tesla was a car and people are like oh we know the car you know and go, <laughs> he was a guy yeah, uh, Edison didn't invite the invent the light bulb. You know, mm -hmm. Tesla did, and it started working. And it's almost like a movie studio mm -hmm. yelling at the director, going, "You need to do this, this, and you have to, you have to stand in a place where you can pivot and not be very attached." Yeah, and I learned so much. I mean, so much. So right now, I have Flick on eight ships. I have M Theory on two. I have the Circus Show on two. I'm grateful. I get to let other magicians shine. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm secretly working on a new show for myself, which I'm really excited about. Uh, I got to get on a Carnival cruise ship and go take a look at these shows. They're pretty amazing. The shows are beyond. I mean, they're the quality is unprecedented. It really is. I mean, I'm not just saying that because I did it. Mm -hmm. the, compared to any other line, it's it's like Cirque du Soleil quality. The the flying alone over the audience for one of the shows is just it, it's stupid. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Well, Bobby, I know you've got uh, some some stuff to get ready for this weekend because myself, Garrett sure. Thomas, and TJ Miller are coming up. And then yes, you you, are. you've got a whole bunch of different stuff going on. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule to talk to us on the Penguin Magic Podcast. We're going to have you back to talk more to you. I, I would love that. And Eric, I can't wait to see you this week. We're going to have a blast. Thank you. Thank you. That's going to do it for this week, kids. Thanks so much to Bobby for being on the show, and thanks to you for listening. Just like Bobby and I discussed, I will be at Keller's alongside Garrett Thomas and TJ Miller all weekend. I'm also planning on swinging by the IBM International Convention this weekend, so it's, it's on my way to the club. I hope to see all my IBM family while I'm there. 
As always, we are a weekly podcast, so be sure to like and subscribe as well as share your favorite episodes on the social media platform that you've started following professional mer people on. If you wanted to reach out to me about anything on this week's show, you'll have to tail up and dive in the water with me because I am seriously on my third viewing of this professional mermaid documentary on Netflix, and this subgroup of people is wild. I am transfixed by mer people. But if getting your own silicone mermaid tail and going on a, to a mermaid show isn't your cup of tea, you can always hit me up on Instagram at Eric Tate. That's at E-R-I-K-T-A-I-T. From me and everyone else here at the P3 Magic Studios, practice, practice, perform. Practice, practice, perform.